Hey all you six-piece chicken McNobodies, welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. I'm your host as always, Space Ghost, just kidding, it's me, Sam Kingma, and joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, what have you been up to this week? Man, let me tell you, it's been it's been a weird week, man. It's been a weird week, but it's been a okay enough week, I guess. Most of what I've done, to be perfectly honest, is is just like, you know, it's weird. I haven't done as much gaming as I have been watching things. I have watched some things, uh, which is unusual because normally I only want to play games. Yeah, I, you know, I gotta be honest. I've, I've kind of been in the in the same spot. It's funny because because all I have to talk, I actually had quite an eventful week. And have a whole laundry list of stuff I want to I want to talk about on this show, but I do want to know. Obviously, there is a certain elephant in the room, which we'll we'll we'll, just, we'll bring up later. But what else have you been watching this week? Uh, well, I I watched two television shows. Both of them were very good. One of them is maybe one of my new favorite things, but I'm not done with it. So don't don't quote me on that yet. Yeah, remember the last time that happened? <laughs> remember the last time you recommended something but didn't finish it? Yeah, well, to be fair, I only had one episode to go off of. I didn't know how bad it could get. Um, but, so I watched a show. I thought to myself recently, I said, you know, I really want to watch a horror show. I really want to watch okay. a horror show. Uh, because I am watching other shows, uh, but they didn't have any horror in them. <laughs> so I watched this one. Uh, this was recommended to us by frequent listener, friend of the podcast, uh, old college buddy of mine, Benjamin Franke. How's it going, man? Uh, he said- hey, ben. He said, Miles, I have the perfect palate cleanser for you, for this elephant that you have spoken of recently. And I said, okay, what is it? And he said, it's called Channel Zero. And everything I'm about to say is not going to inspire any confidence in the quality of this show. All right. Um, but it's just what I needed. It's just I what I needed. I feel like I've heard of this before, Channel Zero. You I probably feel like I've have. totally heard of this. So, Channel Zero, I, I want you to deduce a point. Or I want you get to decide how many points in quality you think the show is going to be every time I name one of the next three statements. Okay, I want you to tell me how bad you think a show based on the following three statements is going to be. I'm going to use a scale of one to ten, and I'm going to say a number after each statement. Okay. Okay. Sci-fi original series. Four. Okay. Okay. Based on creepy pastas. One. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Named Channel Zero. Like six. I like the name Channel Zero. I, I think like it's a the, word, I, I like the word zero. That's I think fair. zero is like a cool, fun, edgy like word. It could be related to cipher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just I like I, I don't I don't know. The zero is like one of my favorite like catch all like terms like zero and code Geass or like when when Sam Fisher was introduced to Rainbow Six Siege. His code name is Zero, and like, and all this shit. I, I and like Zero from Eggman X. It's a fucking cool name. So, like, I, I'm assuming it's about like a haunted TV channel. No, so it's an anthology series based on creepy pastas. But every uh -oh, season, an, an anthology horror series. I'm starting to sweat now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, anthology horror series. Right, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so what? So okay, so it's it's a sci-fi sci-fi original horror show called Channel Zero. What is based on the creepypasta? What's going on? What what's what's it about? So it's every season is a different creepypasta, and it's had two good seasons and two mediocre seasons. But ultimately it was a good watch. I don't think it's a great show necessarily, but it is a good nice watch when you're like, man, I just got done watching the worst thing ever, and it starved me of all the things I asked for from a horror show. 
Lay it on me. So season one is based on Candle Cove, and it's a bad season. Executive produced by Max Landis, so that would explain why it didn't touch me the right way. <laughs> all my heroes let me down. I want it stated on record that all my heroes let me down. Anyways, continue. Yeah, you you were a Max Landis kind of guy, weren't you? You liked his like I, advice no, videos, I, right? Dude, dude, wrestling isn't wrestling is genuinely like one of the greatest videos on YouTube. Like, it's such a good video. And I think he's a real, and I and he was a really interesting speaker, and I liked hearing his pitches and stuff on podcast. Then he then he pitched some stuff into eight different women without their yeah. consent. I've you know what's funny? I've actually like I, I've never done any research on this other than like stuff came out about him like during the first Me Too stuff, to which I was like, "Have you seen Max Landis? That man's a skinny motherfucker. Anyone could kick his ass." It's yeah, it's it, it's a different. It, I think it's more of a case of like. We we can coin a term. We'll call it we'll call it Hollywood sexual assault, which is where you don't use your physical strength, but you use your privilege by being high on the business ladder. Yeah, although like this is the guy that also wrote like American Ultra and Chronicle. Like these are not like he's not Harvey Weinstein in power level. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, no. But but at the end of the day, he's also uh, Hollywood royalty because John Landis. Because John Landis royalty. is a huge deal. That I know. Yeah. So so it's 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 one of those things. But yeah, I mean, eight women. You know, eight fucking eight women. It's <laughs> a pretty significant number. Yeah. No. So um, if you ask me, uh, we should uh, Max land this guy in prison. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I wonder what he's up to now. <laughs> rape. Be like, <laughs> he's, he's up to more rape. I think I think he's actually been summarily canceled. I I think that's the thing because. But uh, here's the difference: people didn't like him though. Like no. that that's the big thing that like you need to remember about about cancel culture is it depend is are, are do people already have something against you? Yeah. Do people already not like you because people already did not like him well before that for. Just, just, you know, being fucking Max Landis. It's he's not a he's not an you know you know there are people where it's just like it's like one of my my you know my good buddy and not everybody likes him everybody fucking loves him you know meanwhile there are people who are just like yeah this person just the way they are is fundamentally just not going to connect with everyone and, and, and they're going to rub people the wrong way. Ma you Max know? Landis was what I call a triple threat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's what we call a triple threat because. He, uh, or what's the opposite of a threat? <laughs> what's the opposite of a threat? Yeah, I'm gonna look up the antonym of A promise, threat. a promise is, is the opposite of a threat. A threat means you're just, that you're going to, implying you're outright saying you're gonna do something. Yeah, so, so he's what we call, um... <laughs> A trip? What's the opposite of threat? Yeah. We, I've never thought about that before. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's what we call um. Well, we'll just call him a triple threat because there's not a good antonym for that. Um, he's a triple threat because all of his movies have flopped. Yeah. He's not a particularly good writer. Yeah. And John Landis isn't relevant anymore, so he has exactly, no power. Right? He has no power. And so the moment that people were like, yeah, eight rapes, everyone was like, fuck you, John. We're, or fuck you, Max. No one. Uh, we don't need you. Like, he's not he's not a Johnny Depp where he's too big to fail. Max Landis is a fucking table fetus of a celebrity. He's a non celebrity. He's a nothing. And everyone was yeah, all he too happy. He is a celebrity. Yeah. Like, he's not like like because that was the whole initial appeal. Like, that was the whole initial appeal of of like Max Landis is like YouTube vlogs where like. 
I'm like, hey, this guy's making YouTube videos, which is a medium I care about, but it, but he he's written real movies that I've seen trailers for. Yes, <laughs> that I've seen trailers for. But you hear, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Oh my God, he's written films whose posters I have been in the, the proximity of. <laughs> he has written a movie whose title is Heard in Passing. You're you're making fun of me here, and like that's fine. I just want to let you know <laughs> this is really how I think. Like this just is how I process stuff is through my own personal fucking lens, right? <laughs> so, anyways, um. So uh, let's uh, let's land this discussion back on Channel Zero. Um, you know what's funny though is that John Landis is famous for uh, he got someone killed on American his set. Werewolf in London. That's the only movie I know he's made. Well, he he was famous for uh, and Blues Brothers. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, famous though for uh, someone on the set to one of his movies accidentally got killed in a helicopter accident. Yeah. So you could say that he could not, you say he could not land his helicopter. <laughs> he could not land this plane. <laughs> now Max Landis cannot land his job. <laughs> Max Landis, man in prison. Great <laughs> crimes and sexual assaults. <laughs> Because he's a fucking scumbag asshole piece of shit. Anyways, um, yeah, so season one <laughs> was produced by Max Landis, which would explain <laughs> why it sucked so Wait, bad. What, what was it? Was it produced by him or did he write it? Executive produced by him. Okay. Um, <laughs> oops. So, so, uh, it was based on Candle Cove and this is a fundamentally flawed premise. Do you know? So I'm a big creepypasta guy. If, if it's not Slenderman or, or video game related creepypasta, I probably don't know about it. Slenderman or uh, Candle Cove is a story about a haunted Mario 64 cartridge. Um, that's not true. I was about to say, no, it's not. There's no way they'd get make a show about that. So Candle Cove is, is about a puppet show on television. Uh, and a, a forum user named Mike Painter 95 is like, hey, does anyone remember this obscure show? I remember it. It's called Candle Cove. And all these other commenters are like, oh, yeah, I remember Candle Cove. Yeah, no, uh, that, that show was fun. And then they were like, I don't know, man. I thought that show was a little creepy. Didn't they have that guy named the Skin Taker? He, he liked to take people's skins and, and all these things. And they were like, man, wow, I can't believe they allowed that on TV. That was so creepy. And then the end of the story is Ma Mike Painter comes back like, hi, I spoke to my, my grandma and, and I'm shaken because I spoke to her and I asked if she remembered Candle Cove. And she said, oh, you mean that show that you would that you, you made up? Yeah, I remember you used to sit in front of the TV and just watch the static. And you always told me whenever I asked what you were watching, you said, I'm watching Candle Cove. And it's like, oh my god, so spooky. Such a great little spooky twist. I read that in five minutes on the toilet. Yeah, and yeah, so they made a full season of TV about this? Yeah, and it's, it's a fundamentally flawed premise. It does not Ooh. work. It doesn't work because the story is meant to be read on a, a forum in five minutes. Like yeah, so, so the problem, and here's the thing, it's the worst season of the show. But it's still not awful. It's just not yeah. that good. Mike Painter is just, now a child. It just sounds kind of boring. Well, he's a honestly. child psychologist, Mike Painter, and he watched Candle Cove in the 80s with his brother, Eddie. The thing is, the show allegedly, like, infected his mind. So it is sort of like a, a, a more like a, a Super Mario 64 kind of creepypasta where, like, the game drives you crazy. The show okay. infected his mind. Um, and, and it made him evil, and so Eddie, uh, disappeared alongside five other children who were killed 
in the town of Iron Hill something. And Mike goes back to investigate the mystery 25 years later when he discovers that um, he got a mysterious call from the seemingly dead Eddie in a dream. Um, and it turns out that the daughter of the town's sheriff, the uh, Sheriff Gary, is watching Candle Cove on television. So the show mm. is back, um, and he's got to solve the problem. And it, and it just doesn't work because Candle Cove as a sh- television show isn't creepy. The idea of we all watched this cursed evil show as children, and we don't know why, is creepy. Do, yeah. you, do you know the Max Headroom broadcast? One of my yes, all-time favorite, yes. yeah. One of my favorite. That's awesome because that really happened. <laughs> it really happened, and it's fucking creepy. And it's fucking freaky. Yeah, like, and it's so scary, and we don't know who did it or why or what. And it's like, and, and he could have done like, I'm, I'm watching my door right now because I'm afraid Max Headroom's gonna burst he's through my fucking, fucking door, bust in. Dude. Yeah, and he's gonna be like, I'm Max Headroom, and you know, and, and through the distorted, and it's creepy because it's distorted, and he's clearly trying to make it creepy, and he's like laughing like a maniac, like very, like, why did this happen? How did yeah. this happen? Um, that's the scary part. So when you make it a whole show, it just doesn't work. And and the the plot is okay. It's fine. And there's some good there's some good monsters, some good mystery. It's, uh, it's all okay. It gets a good big old five out of ten for me. It's fine. But season two, season two is very good. Season two is based on the No End House. Um, the No End House being a haunted house where if you can make it through all ten rooms and every room is scarier than the last, you win a hundred dollars. And the twist okay. at the end of the story. Damn, that kind of sucks. Only a hundred bucks? Yeah. The twist at the end of the story is he makes it through all ten rooms and he gets the money. But then when he returns home, his address has changed to just the number ten. And it's like, oh, he's still in the house. Okay. Woo! Spooky! What do you do with that, right? How do you make it a story? Yeah. So they made it a story by having a girl whose dad died. He died of an allergic reaction to pills, and she's spent the last year recovering. Her girlfriend, or not her girlfriend, her best friend went off to college, away from her. And so she's back in town to visit for the summer. So they haven't spoken in like a year since her dad died. And the girl obviously has not recovered. Her name is, the friend's name is Jules, and she is named Margot. So Margot and her meet a guy named JT, and they meet another guy named Seth. And they're like, hey, do you guys know about the No End House? It's this creepy house that only appears in different locations, and it's a big event. And, like, so they go to this house, and it's, like, all these teens are lined up there to see it. Um, And there's only six rooms, and each room is scarier than the last. But the thing is that the first room is creepy. The second room has a guy in a mask come and fucking read you, and then he murders someone. Um, And and the third room is a a a one-at-a-time room, and it brings a nightmare that Margot had as a child and had recounted to Seth to life. Right. Okay. The fourth room makes her see a video of her dad dying, and then the fifth room has her dead dad on the couch watching home videos of them, but he's dead. Okay. And he's like his face all swollen because she recounts that he died of an allergic reaction, so his face swelled up and he choked yeah. and all these things. So it's like basically the dad's death mask, and she's facing it. Um, okay. And then the sixth room is, of course, a twist that now they're back home, but they're in they're they're in the neighborhood, but the neighborhood is inside the house. Ooh! Yeah spooky whatever but but what's great about it is that the twist is that she goes back into her house and her dad is alive and now she has to decide do i want to stay in this horrible haunted house universe where everything's clearly fake but my dad is here yeah or do i want to go home and go back to fucking suffering and the world moving on without me uh, and not being able to cope with my dad's death my dad is right here but i'm also in the belly of a monster the monster doesn't seem so bad right now, and 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 so she's got to make this choice, and and the, all six episodes are great. It, it's about 
it's it's basically about letting go um and and everyone can't let go the dead dad can't let go because the dad has been brought back to life by the house he of course wants to live he is the spitting image of the dad and he still loves the daughter but he's also a monster created by this house so he Mm -hmm. so he obeys the house's will um And then uh, there is, you know, Seth, and Seth is a bad guy. Oh, spoilers, by accident. Um, Seth, Seth is a bad guy, and the thing is, he kind of, he's like, he's a zealot. He, like, worships the house, because he lived throughout foster homes his whole life. And he's like, the house is is a creature of chaos, but it has rules. Unlike the lives that I knew, which was just chaos and bullshit, and people are awful, this house is a cannibal, and it's a survivor just like me. And I identify with this house, and I can have everything I want here. And it turns out his whole deal is that he leaves the house to lure people in to live there with him for a year until they're hollowed out by the house. The house eats their emotions. And I'm like, this, oh, is, a okay. very, this is a very Miles concept. This is the kind of like yeah. thing I like. The, the real horror is not that they're in danger of being gruesomely murdered. It's that they're in danger of becoming empty shells and husks. Yeah, it's like slowly turning the, the water to boiling with a frog in it, right? If, it's, if it, you drop a frog in boiling water, it jumps out. If yeah. you slowly crank slowly it to boiling, it, up, yeah. it won't notice and it'll die. Yeah, and the the thing is, so the, the, the person you love is called a cannibal, and the cannibal will eat your memories slowly. But the thing is, the okay. dad, her dad is the can- is her cannibal, and he yeah. first takes her memories unwillingly, but then she ends up deciding she wants to live in this house, and so she, by force, she's kind of, her hand yeah. is sort of forced. But so she figures out a system on how to coexist with her dad, where her dad doesn't eat for three days, and then she'll write down a memory for him to eat. And then she'll manifest the memory, and it's usually something small. But the dad is, like, really depressed because he loves his daughter, and, and he's cannibalizing her. He's eating her memories. And they're both yeah. kind of happy to be there, but they're also both very sad and melancholic. And it's this whole very melancholic, sad thing about, like, if you live in the past, eventually it's going to haul you out. And and unlike another show where I didn't get the karmic villain defeat that I wanted. I got the karmic defeat that I wanted from this show. I said, this shit better happen because they're setting this up that this scene is happening here in this pivotal area where this thing is, is, you know, is set up as a potential way to defeat the bad guy and they do it. And I was like, fuck yes. He died in the exact way that I saw them set it up. And it was great. And I got exactly what I wanted out of the fucking show. And you get this emotional stuff with the dad. It's like, it's a horror show and there's horror in it, but it's also got a, a story. Um, yeah. And it's not amazing. It's not amazing TV, but it hits the spot. You know, it's it's like going to, it's like Meatheads. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, fuck, no, fuck you. Fuck you. Meatheads is fucking amazing every time I go, except if I get it to go, then it's a little fucking. Okay. Yeah, it's Meatheads to go. It's Meatheads okay, to go. All right. Okay, yeah. All right. Or or like yeah, just to go food in general cuz whenever you go to a restaurant it's always great. But whenever you order in from the restaurant, it's always pretty good. It's what you want. But you yeah. don't get the whole experience. Yeah, you don't get the full experience. It's not the hottest food, you know. Yeah, I got kind what I wanted. Fries are it. fucking cold, you know, by the time you get home and all this shit. So then season 3. Season 3 is weird. Season 3 is based on Search and Rescue Woods, which I've never read, but it's about a staircase in the woods. Like a marble staircase in the woods that leads up to a door. Um, generic kind of new age cosmic horror. I have a problem with new age cosmic horror where new age cosmic horror is like, oh, there's this one creepy thing and we don't know what it is, but at least these stories are five minutes long on like another piece of shit that I can't stop referencing. Yeah, of course. But, um, this one was weird because the original story is about a search and rescue officer in the woods. And this one is about two teenage girls. One of them is a drug addict and they escape their mentally ill mom to live somewhere else in an area 
in a city called Butcher's Block, which was based on a meatpacking facility. And and it's been swallowed up by urban decay. Uh, and there's a forest, basically, a park that's been eaten by vegetation. It looks like that park in The Last of Us Part Two. You remember that one? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks like that. And there's a staircase in there. So it's sort of a southern gothic kind of Resident Evil 7 thing with like a cannibal family. Okay. Um, but the difference is that it, it's it's less cannibal Hicks and more like Hannibal Lester, where he's a very classy, okay. intellectual family. Um, yeah. Great cosmic horror, uh, great horror about mental illness. It, it really, the story really is about the fear of mental illness and, and uh, how if you're too afraid of helping other people and only helping yourself in essence cannibalism if you're cannibalizing other people uh you will get your comeuppance eventually um and so it's it's this weird thing about how the mental health system fails the homeless and and impoverished people and 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 urban decay and how the police are useless very contemporary yeah. um story and it stars rutger hauer in one of his last roles before he, his passing um mm as the father of the head of this cannibal family. And it's not amazing TV, but it's fucking weird. And it's it's yeah. interesting, and it's worth watching. And then last season, season four is something you liked, right? Was the no, other I, good I thought one? season four was okay. Season three okay. is very good, but it's also, like, weird. And, and I don't want to spoil it. It's worth seeing. Okay. Okay, cool. But season four is, is so far kind of not that scary. It's, it's pretty generic. Um, it's about a woman who manifests her imaginary child into adulthood through a door, uh, through a dream door. Another so like, door? Yeah. <laughs> What's with all the fucking doors? Dude, I don't know. Nothing but doors. Doors are spooky, man. People, people are what, afraid what, of doors. We need more ladder content, dude. Where's my fucking ladder content? Ladder? Ladder? Dude, oh, we, okay. Let's make a creepypasta about a ladder, okay? Ready? All right. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah. figure this out. Okay. So, it stars the protagonist of a hentai. Right, Great. stars the same guy from that ladder. Uh, By the way, you know who that is, right? Uh, is that Gary? That's Gary, right? Yes, yes, it is the English yeah. voice for Gary. Gary yes, Oak, the English voice for Gary Oak. So it stars. It stars. We'll call him. We'll call him um, Gary Cypress. We'll call him Gary Cypress. That's his name. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna call him Gary. Okay. Yeah, Gary. Okay, that's his name. <laughs> uh, karaoke. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyways, so his, his name is Gary, right? And it's the same guy from this hentai. Um, he discovers a ladder in his attic. <laughs> he All discovers right. a ladder. But what does he find in the attic? He finds something scary in the attic, right? Scary Gary. He finds he finds another version of himself, right? Oh, okay, I know. Since it's 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 based on a hentai, so we have a little perverted protagonist, right? So yeah. Gary finds a naked version of himself sucking his own dick, and All basically, right. Right. the 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 evil version of himself is like a manifestation of his sexual perversion. And yeah. so this monster wants to suck Gary's cock dick. <laughs> yeah, he wants to suck his dick. And so he 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 keeps going like, I'm gonna suck your dick, Gary. Um, and Gary Gary has to leave. And so like obviously the thing is the ladder always creeps down at night. And Gary the naked it like pops out from the from the attic, from the right? Attic, yeah. yeah. Attic. Um, attic. <laughs> he comes down from the ladder, uh, and he tries to suck his dick at night. And maybe maybe the thing is, so so he, the more semen he drinks from you, the more he becomes like you. He becomes you. Okay. So he's like all emaciated and gross, right? He's like he's all yeah. crusty. Maybe he's covered in cum. He's like made of cum socks <laughs> or something, you know. <laughs> 
Oh, I know, I know. He's he he. If you cut him open, he's just a bunch of cum tissues. Um. So the thing is, so he's he's the representation of of Gary's sexual drive, and the more yeah. cum he sucks from you, the more it sucks your own life. And and the thing is, but but the thing is, he has a TV. Oh, I know, he has a TV in his face, right? He has a TV right. in his face, and when he's sucking your dick, he shows you all like the really depraved porn you don't want to admit that you have seen. Okay. So you have to nut to like some amputee porn, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like like he he. <laughs> He, shit, I would have not pulled that one out. Yeah, that it does some pretty depraved shit. Yeah, he he pulls. Uh, yeah, you know, or like um, what, what's that one thing? I remember you were you were trying to guess guess my secret fetish one time. And yeah, you, I think you said retards was was a fetish. Someone had a fetish yeah, for yeah, retarded yeah, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did say that, yeah. You, yeah, you have to you have to watch like a special ed class and like you have to nut to it. And so like whenever it's sucking your dick, it forces you to watch like the most depraved porn, like some scat porn or like Yeah. How how would it be sucking your dick porn. if its head is a TV? Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, that's fucking gotcha. Well, no, maybe maybe it's maybe that's the thing. Like maybe maybe it's sucking your dick, but the top of its head is a TV, not a face. Oh, okay. So like right. while it's while while you're looking down at it, right? Oh, okay. Because, like, it would have to probably, like, you know, yeah, so the TV is on its face, and it makes you nut to this horrible stuff, and it drains a bit of your your, your soul every time that you nut into its mouth. Yeah. Um, but it has to swallow, right? Because we all to... know the, the soul is stored in the cum. Yeah, yeah. The so that's the, how children are made. Yeah, so so um, you have to swallow, so that's how he defeats him at the end, right, is, is that he, he stabs him in the windpipe, so that all the cum spills out when he tries to swallow. Uh, that's how he, that's how he defeats him. Um, what is this story called? Come TV. <laughs> come, come TV. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the come addict. Shoots and ladders. Cause you shoot, you shoot alone. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do shoot. Shoot, shoot alone and ladders. <laughs> Shoots and ladders. Fuck. I forgot the whole initial gimmick was about a ladder. <laughs> I know. I kind of fucked up. Dude, I, and you know what? I, you know what? We also just totally fucked up. What? I've not explained ladder on this podcast. No, we should ever. just not explain it. No, we're gonna explain it because this is important to me. Fine. This is fundamentally important to me. So, gang, as you, if you were using your context clues, and I'm trying to look up this. Um, yes, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I had to look up the 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 name of the hentai. I, I always like, read had the a name. It, it's so the so okay. The anime is called. Mason Placer, M A I S O N P L A I S I R. Mason uh, Placer. It's a hentai that I was introduced to at an anime convention. Basically, they played bad dubbed hentai. It was like an hour of just bad dubbed hentai. So they showed us three things. They showed us Rape Man Forever, which is, by the way, like one of the funniest fucking things I've oh, ever yeah, no, seen. Oh, no, the Rape Man dub is incredible. Oh, it's so fucking funny. You're going to get raped. Like, oh, it's so fucking good, dude. It's so good. Um, Definitely watch that. If you can stomach the last, like, f- seven minutes of Crack House today, like, you can get through Rape Man Forever and have a good time. <laughs> not for everyone. Not not for your your. No, your, it's, your it's mother, definitely, obviously, trigger warning years. rape. <laughs> Very, yeah. It's in the fucking title, man. Yeah, it's in the fucking title. Yeah, if, you, if, you watch, if you watch Rape Man Forever and get mad at us, um, it's in the title. And then there's, um, and then there was another one I called, which I totally forgot, which, like, really wasn't that interesting. And then they played Mason, uh, and, and Placer. And, and Mason and Placer is about this, this fucking 
hentai kid who's voiced by Gary and uses the Gary voice. And he's super into bondage. And he ends up spending his time at this, like, not hotel, but, like, this small, like, bread and be- breakfast. He's, like, staying there for a few months. And it's like one a of hostel. The people- yeah, hostel. Yeah, and one of the people who who or who works or used to maybe own the hostel, she's involved in the in the facility in some way. Um, lost her husband, and apparent and apparently, he finds out that she's totally into bondage shit, and they and they kind of hook up and they do a bunch of crazy sex shit. And there's this part early on in the production where he goes into this room. Did you just and call he, it a production? Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. There's this. There's, there's this, this part that's in, very early on in the film. Yeah, in the in the, in the cinema. There, there, yeah, in the kino. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a very early there's a sequence within this kino very early in in uh, in its in its runtime. Dude, Mason and Plazer's definitely fucking kino, dude. This is definitely fucking kino. Uh, and there's this extra kino scene where he he goes and he he like is just he goes into like this storage room or something. I don't know what brings him in there. And he like pulls something in one of those attic ladders, like just flops down, and then he just goes ladder like that, like ladder, and he says it in such a funny fucking way and it and it's it's like it's like like last week when i was bitching about uh uh turn off your lights from todd mcfarlane like just like not that's not funny like that's not funny like ladder is not funny it's funny to fucking me which makes it funny to everyone around me because i'll do anytime a ladder would get brought up i'd say ladder and what's funny about that is like a a ladder is something that gets brought up just enough to where it's not overused but every time it's brought up, it's funny. Yeah, you can't you can't do that with like a door, right? Yeah, you can't do that with like a door or like something that is br- constantly, constantly brought up. Like, yeah, you like, can't you like can't say like shirts, dinner, or shoes, dinner, or dinner. But ladder, not everyone's gonna use a ladder when you need one. Yeah. Uh, so ladder is like one of my favorite words ever. If I ever have a, <laughs> if I ever get a male cat, I'm gonna name it ladder. That's my that's the name of my uh, my uh, feline in in Monsterner's ladder, and I love that phrase. And then, but once another un, another great like the second best quote, the ladder is the best quote in the whole thing. The second best quote comes about a minute after because he explores the ladder and, and, and is walking through and is like kind of climbing around, and he's able to see through the vents of this other chick who's like some nerdy bitch, you know? Yeah. And she basically takes this fucking cucumber and shoves it in her fucking vagina dude fucking getting herself off with this fucking cucumber and this and gary's just watching he goes and then gary just goes i wonder what she could do with the zucchini like just like that <laughs> i wonder what i wonder what she could do with the zucchini yeah Alita. Uh, <laughs> do you do you uh do you ever think that uh i Alita ever uses a zucchini to uh, uh fucking get her fucking clittle wet yeah. <laughs> i uh i during the materialization process i uh paid very special attention to make sure that she had the uh, biggest clitoris that i could find <laughs> i don't really know a lot about sex so i really wanted to make sure that i could locate the g-spot <laughs> <sighs> Alita, your clitoris is bigger than a rat! <laughs> oh, Xana's attacking Alita's! Yeah, Xana, Xana's going after Alita's clitoris! Alita's <laughs> you have to stop her from losing her virginity to Rape Man! Uh, yeah, Channel Zero. Check it out or don't. It's on Shutter. Who gives a fuck? Bye. <laughs> Check it out or don't. <laughs> I, but the other I, show. I did something. Oh, the, the other show. No. 
I want to. You know, you you know what? You'll go first because I'll get back around to it. I won't. We're not going to get back around. We're not going to get back around to it. Talk to me about Princess Tutu. Yes, I want to talk to you about Princess Tutu, a show that I referenced as the ultimate Miles Core show of all time. We have found it. It's called Princess Tutu. It is the ultimate Miles Core. We have never seen. There's not a fist fight. I think that's the only thing it's missing. Um, did you finish it? No, there could be a fist fight. You're right. <laughs> You're right. There could be a fist. ultimate Miles Core television, uh, because it is the story of a girl who gains the magical powers. It's a magical girl show. The powers of Princess Tutu, a magic ballerina. But the thing is, the story is about a duck. Her name is Ahiru, which means duck in Japanese. In the English dub, everyone just calls her duck because that's her okay. name. She is a yeah. duck. She's a bird. Uh, and so she watches a prince dance, or a, a, a boy with white hair named um, Mithro dance by, um, or Mutho, Mutho, I, I don't, the thing is, his name is pronounced like Muto in Japanese, so I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced in, in English, but it's probably supposed to be Mitho, um, yeah. or Mitho, like Mythos. Yeah. But anyway, so she watches him dance by her lake, and she's just a duck, and she's like, he's so beautiful, and I want to, I want to, I want to stick, I want him to, to stick that in me, because um, I think he's naked when he's dancing, I, it's, it's unclear. Anyways, so then a man in, like, a funny hat named Drosselmeyer comes up to her, and he's like, do you want to, uh, do you want to save that prince? Because she sees his, his eyes, they look lonely. Yeah. She's like, his eyes are so full of sadness, and he's like, do you want to save her? Or do you, do you want to save him? And she's like, yeah, I do. He's like, great, you can become Princess Tutu. It's a thankless job that sucks. But no one else wants to do it, and you're going to do it. And you yeah. can save the prince. Um, you're going to become the magical Princess Tutu from the book. Um, so in this world, storybooks can come to life. In reality. So the thing is, Drosselmeyer is technically the villain. And he is altering the events of the, of the real world to entertain himself in death. Because he's dead. Um, but he didn't get to finish his last story, and so he's making real people play it out for him. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's kind of affecting their lives and their fates um, in, in a very interesting and ambiguous kind of way where he's he's a very, like, basically, like, he's really into tragedy, and he wants them all to suffer, and so he kind of doesn't like when things are going well for them. And so it's it's partially meta, because it's like, it's it's about fairy tales and stories. Number one, I love me a, a nice story about stories and the power of stories. Number two, I like me a nice meta element. Number three, I like characters defying their gods. Um, and, and it's this idea of like, why are we attracted to all of these stories that have these sad, miserable endings? It's because as human beings, we want those endings to be better. The loveliest lies of all, like uh, yep. Over the Garden Wall. Um and, and it's this idea of, like, he is trying to spin this tragedy, but our characters keep finding ways to prevail in the face of tragedy. Um, and uh, and, and he, he casts the knight. He casts a character as the knight. But the, the knight in the story that he wrote gets cleaved in twain by a crow. Um, mm -hmm. and, and our character knows that, and so he's afraid of death. There is a, a merciless crow queen or crow princess, but our crow princess is not so merciless she remembers life as a human and she has a heart um mm -hmm. there is the sad tragic prince who is gaining his heart back with princess tutu and then there's princess tutu who if she confesses her love to mitho she, uh, she will vanish in a speck of light so she can never confess her love um and so we have all these characters whose lives are being affected by air drosselmeyer um and um 
It's all over ballet, and it turns out the other thing that is very Miles Core is I love classical music, and I think I'd love ballet. I think ballet's fucking dope. Ballet is actually the fucking sickest shit in the world, dude. I did not know this, but I do now. Ballet's fucking based. B the B in ballet, they should call it based lay. <laughs> fucking ballet's I love mega the based. B in ballet stands for based, like it's some fucking acronym. <laughs> yeah, ballet should, should be changed to Based lay. Based, based, based lit. Um, yeah, no, so Princess Tutu is, is ultra miles core Kino. It is Kino television. I am loving it. Uh, and so if you haven't seen Princess Tutu and you want a good magical girl anime that you haven't seen, very vintage 2000. You have a very fun protagonist. 2002. Okay, I just, I had to, I had to look her up because I'm like, okay, I definitely know what Princess Tutu is. I've heard that name dropped all the time. And I've I've recognized her character design. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, but yeah, very Moe, very like early 2000s Moe, but it's cute. It's really cute. Yeah, it's a it's a great great show. Uh, I will finish it next week when I tell you the season finale sucked and it ruined yep. my dreams. And it'll continue the saga of everything that is promising is terrible in the end. You remember? I you know, it's like it's like I never escaped the phantom pain. You know, or like I was like. I hope that this is the most disappointing ending to a game that I'll ever experience. And, and just, it's not, it's, it's, everything has just been consistently worse than the ending to the Phantom Pain since then. I could not believe that that was actually, that's like now middle level of like disappointment for me. That's amazing, isn't it? Cause like when yeah, the Phantom Pain that came really out, is, it was cause like, that ending sucks. That yeah. ending's actually like, oh, like the more I sit on it, the actually the worse it gets. I really do think that that game is like, the ending is god awful because it's, well, the it, problem it, is which one? Oh, oh, I'm talking about playing the fucking prologue again. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Look, yeah, that one sucks. That I, sucks. I like, I like sucks. the Venom Snake twist, obviously, but I don't like the mission that it's attached to. Yeah, the, tw the twist is the twist is fine, but, like, also, like, also, Phantom Pain's been about nothing but the game. All the story shit up to that point is, like, like, I'll be real super mid and nowhere near the quality of, like, of you know, every other one, MGS two, or three. Game, yeah. Yeah, fuck, or even, like, four to some extent, at least four has cutscenes and has bombast. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we could talk about the the merits or lack thereof of the gameplay all day. I, I, think, like, yeah, I, think, I think four definitely has better story content in, in some departments. Five, five is very theoretical. It's, it's a game where, like, I'm like, oh, I like all these ideas, but, but the execution of them is very, like, blah, middle of the road, blah, kind of. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's just not, 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 too, not too good. But the gameplay is, you know. But the gameplay is fucking great. Yeah. And that's why you should play it. Yeah, that's why, that's why you should still play it. Skip the cutscenes if you don't care. Um, oh, please skip the cutscenes, except for the one where Kaz does the speech. You should definitely watch that's that. Early that's early in the like game. Actually... You, can get, you can get right through that. Yeah, perfect. Uh, that's I, a great I, scene. I recommend people at least experience the story so they can have an opinion on it. But if, if you're at a point where you're like, man, I just want to play it, just fucking skip the cutscenes, dude. Or you already know. Yeah, or you or, just or already enough, know. Yeah, li listen to the tapes. Like, there's only, like, Shining Lights, even in Death. That's, like, the only really great story content in the game. And the Paz stuff, that's all really great. The pa yeah, everyone likes the Paz stuff. I, I didn't play Peace Walker, so I have, like, no attachment to Paz. <laughs> Yeah, but but I mean, but it's it, it's still a good like Silent Hill kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, but but it's a great it's a great little like moment story wise. But yeah, I was like I was like man, this is really disappointing. I, I really hope that my life isn't a series of this forever. And now it is. Everything I watch sucks. But Miles, I I actually I actually did something pretty cool this week. Did you? That something I really wanted to talk about. I've been really excited to talk about on the show. All right. And me. it said I purchased an Oculus Quest two. Oh my god. So, I want to I want to just be honest here. I bought this thing on a fucking whim, dude. 
Literally, I got an email from Best Buy. It said, hey, we got them in stock. I checked my local Best Buy. They're like, you can pick one up in an hour. I'm like, fuck. Do I just do it? I did no research. I watched a review and I said, fine, I'll do it. Whatever. Like, let's just buy it. So I have spent about a little under a week with the Quest 2. And it is fucking awesome. It's actually genuinely, dude, VR is genuinely cool now. Now, I want to ask you this, Miles. What's been your experiences with VR? Because like me, you had, we did demos and stuff. I want to know how your demoing experience was. Oh, it was fucking terrible. I had the Talk fucking worst happened. demo of all fucking time. I played what an happened? indie game at the Boston, in Boston Indie Games Festival, and it was like a game not made for Oculus. Uh, okay. And because the movement system was disorienting and I was just a camera floating through space, I got fucking nauseous because all the pixels on it were fucking terrible and I had to strain my fucking eyes to see anything. Looked yeah. awful. Looked like fucking shit uh, in VR. And I never wanted to try a VR headset ever again. Sucked. I, br- I asked that because, like you, like, I-, I never got sick, thankfully. But the experiences I tried were super mid First time I tried VR was also at a convention. Um, I played um, PSVR, which is like the fucking worst headset ever. Oh, it's the blurriest headset of all time. Oh, it's it's like it's like so bad, and it makes me pissed because like one of the, the, like VR is like probably probably like VR's like great like initial like first great killer app was like Resident Evil Seven, and it's still fucking exclusive to PSVR, which sucks. Yes. Like I tried uh, I tried Res Infinite. Res Infinite is a super fun game. I can't wait to get it on my Quest too. But like. Really, just like a real bad experience. The headset wasn't set up right because it was a, just a convention. I probably got like STDs because people were sweating on it. Yeah, like, no, you, you got know. coronavirus. For I got, I got the, I got the Rona, the riggedy rad Rona from from the convention three years ago with our the funnest events present at the time. <laughs> and yeah, and that sucked. And then there was a uh, VR arcade that was put up in uh, my downtown, my college town for a weekend and i went down there and i tried like one of the phone vrs and that was garbage that was awful that sucked and it was super blurry and i couldn't get it to focus and then i played like psvr at a buddy's house and it was like a bit better but still was like like oh so many fucking wires on that fucking psvr and it was like this sucks and it wasn't until i played an oculus quest at my buddy robert's house and had an ex- and had an extended time with it where i'm like oh this is actually pretty cool and i really like how this works so when the Quest 2 got announced and it was only 300 bucks, I said, fuck it, sure. And every issue I had with VR is like fixed. There's no fucking wires. And if you do want to hook it up to your PC, it's one very clean, simple wire. I mostly play it on my bed, honestly. I mostly just sit on my bed and I play like just kind of stationary games. Like like I play poker in VR, which is like really fun. And, and honestly, the stand, dude, the standout game to me was, was uh, there was two games that I wanted to shout out. Was the first one being Pistol Whip. And Pistol Whip is is a rhythm-based first-person shooter where you fight where guys in suits like well like you're basically on a on a track, right? And you're being autom- automatically propelled forward. And on the screen enemies will run in and they'll try to shoot at you and you'll have to dodge out of the way and you have to fucking shoot them. And if you in you in order to get the most points, you have to shoot on beat and reload on beat and everything you do needs to be on beat. And it's called pistol whip because the way the health system works is that you have armor and if you get hit, you lose your armor and you can either kill four four enemies or you can pistol whip an enemy by literally taking your fucking hand and fucking thwacking them in the face. And it's sick. It's so fucking sick, dude. This game's great because as everyone says, like every review says this, it makes you feel like John fucking wick. 
because you're di- you're play you have these great techno tracks on, and you're fucking pe- and these guys in suits are shooting at you, and you're fucking dodging around, and you can play dual wielding, and you go fucking shoot them all, and you're trying to do it on rhythm, and super replayable fucking game, extremely replayable game, and extremely fucking fun. Big recommendation. First game you should play in VR. The other game I played was a free game that I just tried on a fucking whim called Echo VR. Echo VR is a game that takes place in zero gravity and you can just float around and fly. You fucking fly in this game. And it's all zero G's. And how it works is that you, you're a robot and you have thrusters on your wrist. So if you want it, so you hold both thr- thrusters down and you hold like, and if you, if you're pointing forward, you go forward, up, you go up, down, you go down, etc. And there are other movement options as well. Like you can grab onto like objects and like fling yourself. And normally it's a, it's like a sports game where you, there's like a disc in the arena. It's like the Tron game that they play with the disc, except it's in zero G's. So you basically, your goal is to just, you know, get the disc and throw it in at, at, to the goal. Pretty simple stuff. Literally like. That game's fun, but fuck that shit. Just hanging out in the fucking lobby is worth playing this fucking game. Just chilling in zero G's, dude. Just hanging out, flying around, grabbing onto shit, climbing around in zero gravity, flinging yourself all over the place is amazing. And it was while doing this, I, I had a big realization about VR. And that's VR is the is the new arcade. This is where the arcade experience lives now, because and I and it made it really made me realize a lot about the current state of VR and why it's not as publicly acceptable. It's it's not as publicly accepted as like a, a like a real great form of gaming. Because a lot of people, because I read a, I just read a Reddit thread. It was like, what's your opinion on VR? And people are like, VR sucks. VR's stupid. VR's dead. It's, it's a fucking fad. It's a bunch of nonsense. And the reason they feel it's got no games. And the reason they feel that way is because what games are popular, Miles? Uh, AAA, $60, gigantic, graphically intensive, starring Giancarlo Esposito, open world video games made by Western companies. Exactly. That that's exactly. the thing is that the art the the and and I agree with you. This is correct. Yeah. This is a completely and, and I'm I, I say this is correct as if I came up with this. I didn't. You're right. You came up with this, and <laughs> and I don't want to like. I just want to make that clear. All right. This is a yeah, thing. No. Sam Sam came to me. He said, "Miles, I have a big brain take. I'm I have actually something woke to say about something." And he's right. This is a brilliant observation. I think because you're completely true. You're completely correct. This is the arcade experience. You play a VR game to experience the joy of just a simply designed video game where the focus is on feedback and a very basic experience that you pick up and play and you go home and you forget about it or not you go home because you're in your home and you, you forget yeah. about it but you had fun but everyone wants everyone wants that VR game that's the new Ellie Last of Us that that's the thing is like that that's why when 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 Half-Life Alex came out earlier this year it was a really it was a really Big, big deal in a way, because to a lot of people, that was the first real VR game to a lot of people, which yes. by real, they just mean fucking uh, it's like a triple A fucking open world video game or it's not open world, but you know but, what but I'm it, saying? Yeah, right? it's, it's of that caliber. Well, well, I remember someone there was a, a thread about like LGBT games and someone was talking about how Cyberpunk 2077 like is is and we talked shit about this before where they were like, it sucks that Cyberpunk is getting like all this press for having like 
a non-binary or like multiple different gender options when there's lots and lots of like itch.io indie games about the trans experience that exist and it's like well yeah but those aren't getting coverage because they cost nothing they're on itch.io and you would only go to a you know a publication that focuses on lgbt stuff for that like you can't find that yeah um and that, exactly. that's the thing is the the that people are reporting on this is a big deal because this is the first time it's been in what we consider to be a real game quotation yeah that, that's it. what they mean is is everyone's like oh yeah this is like the first like real vr game because because what i've learned recently is that nobody values nobody values small games anymore no and and and, and the, the interesting thing is no one values them unless they are about like like some sort of jive kind of you know topic like unless it's like oh this two hour long game is about what it's like to be in an abusive relationship like yeah and yeah unless it's yeah something like that or like gone home like when that came out was a big deal but no no one values a game you buy for five dollars that is like a cute little like you remember genital jousting that fucking youtube like fodder like no no one values that shit anymore because let's plays are dead no one does let's exactly. plays anymore. Th- that's a that's a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. No one does let's plays anymore, so no one values those games. Uh, they don't get press because no one's playing them. So no one val like if 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 let's plays came out in the era of VR, you know, if if let's plays were still big yeah. in the era of VR, all like VR would be the new thing. Every YouTuber would have a VR console. VR games would be like made by everyone because those are the games that were fun to watch. Let's players do. Yeah, and, and also too like it's a, and and this is going to be a really big problem for VR to overcome is like. The the issue with with, v, with VR and I, I and I'm not in issue is it from like a a like societal like everyone's yeah everyone's investment. This is not in a, VR. this is, it's not a personal issue for me. I actually prefer the way it is. It's like the the problem is is that VR can't do like cannot do modern day AAA style games both graphically obviously but also like design wise you just can't do it. There's quite a few people who have serious problem with like locomotion in VR in like. The way games get around that are very different, and they're still figuring it out because this is a like a brand new play, way to experience games, and like that shit's interesting, and that's going to be stuff for for like VR developers to kind of work out. And we're starting to see that uh, there's been a in the VR community there was a new Walking Dead game come out that, that's called Saints and Sinners that uh, it, it is closer to that. Like this is actually really it, first of all, people say it's fucking great actually, and. But it's also like a 12 to 13 hour story campaign and there's like a narrative and like all this stuff. Um, But you're also still like immersed in VR, which is cool. But I love the arcade experiences on VR because those experiences are fun because I don't want to be in VR forever. You know, like I don't want to like I don't want to play. I don't want to play Pistol Whip for hours and hours and hours. I want to play it for an hour, but I'm going to play it for an hour like three times a week every week like you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna constantly revisit this over and over and over again when i'm like i'm bored i want to kill 30 minutes i want to get some exercise in dude i played this game called thrill of the fight where it's it's just a boxing game that shit got me sweating dude i was fucking sweating because you're moving around fucking trying to box this fucking fucker out and it's super fun and like every game i played has been really amazing and i'm super excited because tomorrow i get my cable my link cable and then I'll be able to hook it up to my PC. Then I'm going to be playing Tetris in VR. I'm going to be playing. I'll probably get the new Star Wars Squadrons game, honestly, because I want to I want to fucking fly around in VR. Fuck it. Like all that shit's so fucking cool to me. And I've never been. I, I was like, I was very adamant again, like against VR when it first came out because the first generation VR content sucked. Like, I'm going to be honest, like the PSVR sucks. The the you know, the the initial like rift is like not great. 
But now we have the Quest 2, and if you want an expensive end, you have the Index, which is, you know, also great. Just a different, just a kind of a different market of people. The Quest is, like, so cool. If you're interested in VR and, and you want to shell out the cash, I highly recommend it. And the also other thing I wanted to bring up, too, about VR that's really interesting to me is... VR is a new environment. It's a new gaming environment. This is not a PlayStation. This is not a Nintendo. This is not like an X- Xbox. Three, you know, the big three that have been established for over a decade right now. And it's very unlikely that another real, real gaming console box will be made by another major company. I, I just don't buy it happening anytime soon. Because of the new arena of VR, there are like new standards and new rules. And one thing I've noticed a lot in quite a few games is that voice chat is usually turned on by default and the games always recommend that you have it on. So all the lobbies are filled with people talking and chatting amongst themselves and having a good time. And for the first time in years, dude, I have felt a true sense of community in the games I play with other people. Part of the reason why like Echo VR is so fun to hang out in the lobby is because you just, just chat with people. You just hang out. You just play catch or chat or like fucking do weird shit where you like make a fucking like great like gravy train and you're all hanging by each other's toes and like flying around and it's like really fun and it's a great place to be but with voice chat comes some negative energy sometimes right miles that is correct comes some negative stuff now when i was in vr I had the glorious, glorious time of being in the, the, the presence of live simping. Yes. I, was, I, this is, I knew this was where this was going. I knew. Because the moment you said that there was, there was voice chat, I flashed back to the time that I was a trophy hunter. We all know the story. And I yeah. was trying to platinum The Last of Us, the, one of the worst decisions anyone has ever made. Um, mm-hmm. not just, not just the platinum, I mean the entire franchise, but, yes. um, but specifically that that platinum is terrible. And one thing is you have to do all of the multiplayer campaigning. But one time I hopped into the multiplayer without muting my mic and I heard a little Indian boy talking to some girl whose name was like gamer girl six or, you know, one of those names. And he was like, that's all very fascinating. Uh, where, where are you from? What do you, uh, are you in school? Um, and, and, uh, and, and he was just like simping for this girl um in this and i immediately muted him because i don't care you know but it was just very funny a few weeks ago we did the episode about the discord archetypes where we talked about like the woman the woman like the simp and stuff like that so before the we'll get to the the woman in a second i want to talk about the simp this kid was no older than 14 this was no he was no older than like 13 14 and he was pretty high level at the game he had pretty solid movement which game was this this is echo arena echo vr Um, the zero G game and I, and this all took place in the lobby all happened in the lobby and I heard all of it. And what's great in VR is that in disc in discord, in lowly discord, you can only just lurk and watch people simp in VR. You get to physically be there like in the, in the vicinity. How about on top of the girl while this is happening? Right. You know, I'm fucking grabbed onto this kid. I'm grabbed onto this chick. I'm just here. I'm, I'm listening in. Because, and, I, and I'm not saying a shit initially. Because this kid, he's in the lobby, and there were a couple other people who were much older, definitely around like my age or even a little older. 
um, all like chatting and hanging out. And this kid's just being like, you know, just a dumb 14 year old kid. And talk about how good he is at the game and all this shit. And then this fucking chick spawns in. And when, and controversially, we, we, we called the archetype the woman and we said not every woman can be the woman. You know what I'm saying? Yes, not every this woman was, yeah, is uh, the woman. Yeah, yeah, we got backlash for this. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, nobody listens to the fucking show. The, this was the woman. Like, every single thing we outlined was this. It's like, oh, she kind of talks in a bit of a, like, a ditzy way. She's new to the game. She doesn't really know how to play. Like, all this stuff. And I'm like, sus. And this kid goes for it. This kid takes the fucking bait. And I'm like, it's fucking on. I'm like, it's it's on. It's on. So, initially, he's just like, oh, cool. Like, I'll, like, I'll show you how everything works and i'm like okay i'm like i'm like and i'm like and my my hand was my head i I was like my hands were like on the back of my head i was like fucking rubbing my fucking the controllers against the back of my head because i'm like fuck fuck is it i'm happy it's happening it's happening it's happening it's happening i'm seeing this happen live yes now initially i was like i was like listening in and i was of two minds i'm like okay this could be live simping or this could be this kid who's maybe on the autism spectrum just explaining how the game works because he proved to me before she came in that he knew a lot about the game he was an experienced player yada 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 so i'm like i could i'm like right now i could go either way i could go either fucking way dude wouldn't it wouldn't it be really funny if this if this hoe was like hey you want to add me on stream he's like no fuck you're you're shit at this game i only play good players <laughs> dude that i tried to teach that you be- i tried to teach you and you suck I'm, i have no interest in you See, that would be incredible. So, so, so they fly around and he, he's kind of like showing her everything and how like to control shit and, you know, all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being all kind of nicer and cute or whatever. I'm just listening in. I'm just listening in. And occasionally I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in, in this, in this kid's fucking space. It, like, it's, you know, just hanging around. I'm just fucking flying around, hanging around, fucking totally following them. I am not being subtle about this at all. Like, Miles, let me make this clear. Like, I'm grabbing onto them. I am not making this shit subtle at all. Um, but I'm listening in. I have push to talk on, so I'm I'm just listening to like laughing and snickering and stuff. But I'm still of the two minds of like, well, may, may, maybe it's just like maybe he just really likes the game. Like maybe he really just likes the game. And then, and then this fucking kid, dead ass says, you know there aren't a lot of girls that come in this lobby, and there are gonna be a lot of fucking guys that are gonna try to you know stay, start shit and say shit or whatever. And, and try to hook up with you, and he's like, "I'm not one of those fucking guys." At this point, some other rando in the lobby calls this fucking kid on any shit immediately, and is like, "Yeah, like you, dude, stop fucking harassing." And he's like, "Dude, you're harassing this chick." Like, and she's not saying shit. She's she's just kind of like snickering and laughing. She's not saying fucking shit. And he's like, "Dude, you're fucking harassing this kid." And then I hop in. I'm playing like, "Bro, you're simping hard, dude." I told. I said, "Pull out, dude. You're simping, bro. You need to chill." Uh, and I jump in at this point. He's like, bro, I'm not fucking sipping. I'm not fucking sipping. And then like, and then now, like when they go around me and this in a, and every, everyone else in this fucking chat is just bu- like, bu- like not bullying this kid. Cause it's fucking VR, but he's like trying to do stuff and we're like hanging on to him and we're just being, we're being obnoxious. We're being super obnoxious. This, as this 14 year old kid is trying to court this girl who is maybe in college maybe in college probably 
probably like late high school, very like young, young, but not like probably not a minor. You, so um, you're saying that Max Landis would not go for this. Max Landis would not go for this. Oh wow, uh, that's wow. Yeah, too young, in fact. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Actually, no, Max Landis would definitely go for this. This trick would sound at twenty, I think. Oh, I would okay, say yeah. was yeah. fair. This trick sounded twenty. Yeah, Max would have tried to land on this planet. Yeah, yeah. You'll, I'm sorry. You have to. Cons- you have to. Excuse me. I get my pedophiles confused. Anyways, yeah. There's too many pedophiles in Hollywood. We forget who's who. <laughs> and um, yeah. So we're all just harassing this fucking kid. Oculus like, quest, uh, quest, uh, to, uh, quest to get that pussy, dude. Yeah. No, the, the Sims. The Sims on an Oculus quest. He he try. And at this point, like he, they're still chatting or whatever, and, and he's mostly just trying to get, still trying to court this chick. And he's just like, and every to everyone else, we would just be flying around him and stuff, and he would just be like, "Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, get off!" And it was so funny, dude. It was so funny. The best, the best part, the best fucking part, is he tries to fucking friend this this chick, but because she's new, she needs to do the. You have to do a practice match against the AI before they let you kind of fully immerse yourself in the game and she still need to do the practice match so she's like okay cool i'm gonna go bail and do the practice match and she's like cool he's like and he's he was like no issue like they're gonna like they're gonna be able to friend up afterwards because they because oculus recommend oculus will recommend you friend people you like just played with they're like hey you were recently in a lobby with these names and then you could like friend them on, on quest or whatever um pr- pretty useful for situations like that and, and then a couple minutes after she disappeared he just, he left, he went, probably went and joined a game, and that was the last I heard of him. And it was funny, because I, I like, watching simping happen live in such a vocal way, it was so fascinating to me, and really funny. Like, really fucking funny. And I, I just love people simping, dude. I love catching people simping. Nothing gives me more joy, dude. Nothing gives me more joy than to catch people fucking simping. Oh, you're fucking simping. Did you friend him, by the way? No, no, I did not friend this kid. He was annoying. Oh, I was about uh, to say, then, we, you should have, because then we could have had him on the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fucking call him out for simping, being like, dude, No, why, why I, no sim- I'm calling you out for simping. For every fucking person you've simped on this fucking podcast. But I literally didn't want this kid on the fucking show. I don't want this kid in my fucking life, dude. Yeah, but, but you're sitting here, like, like calling this kid out for simping, and, and every fucking week you're like, yeah, I want this guy on the fucking podcast. Yeah, but you don't see me going out and going to that fucking guy's door and sucking his fucking dick. Dude, you, bro, you 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 <laughs> sent a fucking DM to, to the Helltakers guy. I did send a DM to the Helltakers guy because he would have been great to get on the show and it would have been free fucking listens for us, asshole. Yeah, well, still, you, you did it You did it without, like, even asking. I, it was just so funny when I went, logged in the Twitter when you, and I saw when you, you went through the DMs. DM'd him. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck, bro? I usually run by any guests that I want to have on you. Or on the show by you, and and you just fucking DM Lucas Merkowitz or whatever his name is. <laughs> without even I was asking. just like, I, I figured. I, you know what the, my favorite part is about that t- that message is is I say like, yeah, it's like, hey, me and my co- me and my co-host are are big fan, are like fans really big fans. I would think, dude, I never played fucking it. played that shit. Oh no, you you know if we got on here, I would ask him to rate anime demon girls like i would yeah. i have no interest in his stupid fucking game i have no interest in his fucking game either but i would here's the deal i would have played it for the podcast i wouldn't have and i would i would have i would have pretended i did no i would have played it and i would have asked him real questions about it and then we would have talked about fucking demon lollies or whatever i i wouldn't have played it just because i i i don't i probably couldn't have honestly what are you fucking talking about it's literally free dude unless it had a mac port i probably couldn't i'm pretty sure i'm like pretty sure i would have had, had to look if it had a mac port i would play it but I don't know if it does. 
You could have found fucking workarounds. You could have found fucking workarounds. Uh, I downloaded BlueStacks for Among Us. So if it's on Android, I could have played it with BlueStacks. Okay. It... I don't think I'm so. I'm not going to play sure. it now, dude. The, the train's out of the station, man. That's a game I like. I, I have no interest in playing, but Dan, do I love those girls, dude? Bro, Holy those shit. girls, I have nothing. I have no love for those girls, dude. They all look oh, the you're fucking so cool. same to me. They all look no. the same to me. I don't care. I don't Bro, care. It's, it's like, it's like when I was watching Lovecraft thick. Country and I was like, oh, all these dark-skinned black women. All of them look the same to me. And then I saw the, the nice light-skinned lady and I was like, mm, I know her. I recognize her. We recorded that separately. No one's going to know what we're talking about. You can know what we're talking about if you go and listen to the Cut Content Volume 2 Lovecraft Country, Country we need, finale we, we episode. We have 10 more minutes worth of show. <laughs> oh, shit, really? Oh, I got to... All right, I, let's let's fill some time. Let's fill some time. Um, Miles, what can I what can I do to convince you to get into VR? Uh, I mean, I might. I'll think about it. But right now, I actually made a very different investment. I, I spent a lot of money on something else. Yeah, uh, recently that that made me not be able to. I probably won't be able to spend too much money on something for a little while. Did you buy a car? Is. No, I did not buy a car. <laughs> Sam, I don't drive cars. I did not buy a car, Sam. You don't. I just like the idea of you don't drive vehicles. I mean, you don't have to. You live in a major city. Yeah, I don't drive vehicles. Um, I don't want to. What'd you buy? I bought a mouse, a keyboard, and a monitor, baby. That's everything. The PC is going to be completed in 10 days, not the next time we are on this podcast, because I had to order everything. Oh, so they're coming in 10 days. They're coming in 10 days, yes. I bought them today. I, I, I thought you said that as, like, you're going to build it in 10 days' time. It's like, why are you waiting? No, oh, my, wouldn't that be great if I did, like, it's like that stupid fucking, do you remember the stupid N-word Joker bullshit? You remember that? Some, like, shit LA comedian made an account where he's like, in 40 days, I'm gonna say the N-word, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> that was fucking funny. And he didn't fucking do it. It was, yeah. it was some, like, stupid LA, like, comedian bullshit. Bro, yeah. I would have paid so much money for that guy just to say the N-word, and then yeah. have the, the the video be one second long, and then never hear from him ever again. Yeah, fuck, I do remember that. That's a deep cut, dude. That yeah, it'd be like that last if year. I was like, in ten days, I'm gonna build this PC. In nine days, I'm gonna build this PC. And I would just be telling you, dude, you have the parts! I'll say the N-word right fucking now. <laughs> fuck you, LA comedian. I'll fucking do it. I've done it on the show before. But and only I'll in the context of uh, Lovecraft Country, really, so. Yeah, but, um, in the context of quoting Lovecraft Country, for anyone who's listening to this for the first time, I haven't called anyone on the cast any 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 horrible names, all right? I was quoting segments from the show. Miles, I, I do want to say this. I do just want to, like, say the, uh, shout out the obvious. You have all the parts to build the computer. Yes. You sh Are you going to do that, like, because I understand, like, you need a monitor to, to check to see if it, like, posts. Because I have, I here's the deal. I have confidence that you're gonna be able to, you're gonna build this computer and it's gonna turn on. I feel, yes. I'm super confident in that. Whether or not it's gonna post, it's probably not gonna post. You're probably gonna have to do some troubleshooting. Just the way it is, the way it is. So I, I understand you like wanting to wait until the monitor is in, but are you gonna start like the night before, or are you just gonna wait for everything to come in and then you're like, I'm taking a whole day and I'm doing this. Probably gonna take a whole day and do it because I I, okay. I don't I don't like to do anything if I'm not gonna be able to do all of it, which is kind of a problem with my work ethic. Yeah, like if if I if I get into something and I don't finish it, I'm like, all right, we're not finishing this at all. So I I need a, a whole day to do it basically. Now I got a bunch and I got a bunch of questions. I want to talk. I want to know like what every piece of equipment is. 
I want to know like what what monitor did you get? What keyboard did you get? What mouse did you get? I really care about the monitor though. Uh, I actually it was funny because I we looked at a monitor from Best Buy on the podcast a couple months ago, right? Oh, that's it. right. That was a cut yeah. segment we did where we built your yeah, computer. Yeah, that, that got cut because it was probably boring as fuck. And, uh, and, and so I was going to buy that exact monitor. I had it saved. The thing is, though, I saw another monitor. That one cost like $600 fucking dollars, right? Yeah. It was like yeah. $630. And then I saw another monitor under it. And, and, okay. and the monitor that I was looking at was 1080, was 1920 by 1080. Um, okay. 144 hertz. And it was like six hundred dollars. Uh, okay. Also an Acer computer. And then I found one that was five hundred and forty-eight dollars. Acer Predator, uh, twenty-seven inch, two hundred and fifty-six by one forty-four. Nvidia yeah. G-Sync IPS monitor, and it went up to one hundred and forty-four hertz, one hundred and sixty-five overclocking. So I just this spent- is the monitor I'm gonna buy. By the way, yeah. the exact right. monitor you shouted is the one I am going to get. And the thing is, it was it cost. $50 less than the monitor we found. And it's significantly better, right? And it's significantly better. So, like, yeah. So, I got a good one. And then I got, like, a nice midnight blue keyboard. That was pretty mechanical? St- yeah, pretty standard mechanical keyboard. Ooh, um, mechanical. Dude, once you feel the touch of a fucking mechanical keyboard, oh, it's like, it's like, f- dude, fuck the touch of a woman. Have you felt the touch of a fucking mechanical keyboard? I'm sorry, Alito, but I, uh, you, your touch really doesn't compare to the touch of a mechanical keyboard. I was a little disappointed when I felt her hands and realized that I actually preferred the clacking of uh, my C key. <laughs> I actually preferred the uh, clacking of my uh, rip-off Razer keyboard. <laughs> well, I, I do not know the fucking Razer yeah. keyboard. She gave me a blowjob and it really wasn't as good as blowing compressed air into the into, into this in-between <laughs> piece of my keyboard. In, in, in between my CPU fans. <laughs> yeah. Um... And what kind of mouse did you get? Did you get a gamer mouse? I did. Uh, my friend recommended me a mouse, um, a gamer mouse, and I got it. It was like 50 bucks, and I was like, okay. Because it's the one he uses. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, use, I'll get this one. What's your spade? What's your spade? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, this, he recommended it to me, so I was like, fuck it. We'll get it. Dude, we're going to be computer boys, dude. Yeah, and it, and it was under budget, too, because I said I'm setting $300 aside for the keyboard and mouse and monitor. Or Yeah, for keyboard and mouse, not for monitor. Okay. Um, and I literally spent half of that, so. Oh, yeah, no, I, oh, I would, oh, I would, if you told me that, I would have been like, dude, you need maybe a hundred <laughs> for both if you want to get decent ones. Like, yeah, well, I, 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 cause I, I thought it was going to cost a lot more, so I wanted to be sure. Yeah, no, nah, cause I think the mouse I bought, I paid 70 for my mouse, but it's like a Razer. Oh, I, it's I, like I a got razor. it for 50. Yeah, dude, I cannot fucking wait for you to, for you to be on PC. I fucking cannot wait. I can't wait for me to find excuses to drag my feet on building it. Oh, I'm going to be so mad. Because here's the deal. You 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 outed yourself. You said when the when everything will arrive within 10 days. Yeah. So if if this computer's not built by November 1st, I will fucking riot. Uh everything should be arriving, yeah, within the next 5 to 10 business days. Yeah. It it because everything should be here by the absolute latest the 29th. I'll give you the 30th and I'll even give you Halloween. If it's not built by the fucking 1st, oh my god, you're going to you're going to hear the fucking wrath of me, dude. You're gonna, I'm gonna get so fucking loud. I'm gonna get so riled, and I can't wait to help you fucking troubleshoot your fucking computer. Oh, it'll be. I great. cannot wait, dude. I fucking can't great. wait for you to call oh, me I, up and I, be I like, just realized I haven't bought, bought an OS. Can you just buy one digitally? What do you do with that? Yeah, uh, yeah. So what you're gonna want to do is you just go on Amazon and and purchase uh like a Windows Home or whatever. Yeah, and they'll set uh and they should send you a uh like a, a US like a USB. 
Because okay. what you'll do is you'll plug it into your computer, and the in uh, the OS will be on on that. Alternatively, right. if you have a if you're by Best Buy, uh, if you're by a Best Buy, you can just go go there and, and get one. Uh, I'll probably bucks. sort it. Yeah. So I don't have everything for the PC, which gives me an excuse to drag my feet on it. No, I'll I'm, I'll buy that right after this. Yeah. No, you, you're gonna want that. And if you're gonna want to be a true crackhead, follow us at Miku's Crack House on Twitter. Damn, um, that was a zero to hundred ending. We didn't even properly land this plane, dude. Your, your your version of my joke did not work as well as I thought. It didn't I work because I fucked it up. I'm going to cut it out because yeah, it sucked. Yeah, yeah. You really screwed that one up. You screwed the pooch, man. Yeah. You screwed that thing harder than Landis. <laughs> screwed. Screwed his screwed career over. <laughs> screwed, screwed his fucking career over by failing to land a helicopter properly. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? We're not. We're so far. Far. You know, Steven Spielberg said he would never work with John Landis again because he could not land his helicopter. That's actually true. Steven Spielberg, like, denounced working with him. For a second, I thought, no, J.J. Abrams is doing the live-action Your Name movie. I thought Steven Spielberg was going to be doing that for a second, but I'm like, no, no it's, it's it's J.J. Are you excited for, for the entire plot of Your Name to become a mystery film about what is my name? <laughs> the J.J. Abrams Your Name film is, is not going to be about um, living in someone else's shoes. The name is the J.J. Abrams mystery box. Yeah, no, like she she'll she'll transfer bodies and she'll be like, but what is my name? Then the lost logo comes up, but it says your name. <sighs> Push in on, on the words of your name over like a black void. And then and then she's talking to like her friend from school and, and he's like the thing about the Japanese is that we hold many secrets. And then <laughs> and and um uh, and 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 the, the entire trailer is just going to be like, so are you going to tell me your secret? The secrets that we hold in this country, there is no greater secret than a name. I just want to know my name. Only if you tell me your name first. What I am about to tell you is the greatest secret of our century. It would define the lives of millions. I that this is dude that's the perfect like JJ Abrams trailer is like nothing is just them constantly reiterating there's a secret like dude is there anything funnier than like people trying so hard to say the name of the product like of the <laughs> of the film or TV show that sure is one incredible hulk huh you know <laughs> I, I the the best one is I refuse to be the last jedi I was like oh fuck Fuck you. Fuck you up. First of all, how does it how do you refuse to be the last Jedi? You are the last Jedi. There's only one left of you. What are we? Some kind of suicide squad? That's <laughs> obviously the most iconic one. That one's yeah. funny though. That one that, cracks me the fuck up, dude. Yeah, what are we? It's so <laughs> like it's like it, it, dude, <laughs> can we can we talk about slipknots in that fucking movie just to die? <laughs> yes. Slipknot Slipknot literally like is up there with like like Slipknot can climb anything. That's his fucking villain superpower. He can climb anything. Climb fast. Oh, yeah, climb ladders faster. <laughs> climb rope faster. Ladders. That's his power. Ladder. Yeah. This episode yeah. sucks. Let's fucking <laughs> land this plane, dude. No, no. Hang on. I, I do. I do want to. I do want to. I want to go through my. I, I have a segment. I want to throw at us. Okay. All right. I want to go through my list of games. I'm going to go through uh, five random games in my drawer. I'm going to pick them out randomly. And you're, you're going to have to figure out how to fit in the title in a dramatic line, right? Okay. Okay, great, 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 great. Played, okay? Perfect. I thought they were random. I see you, like, rummaging around. 
Yeah, sorry. I, well, I want to make. I want to get games that that you have played, but I, I'm just gonna. I'm just, no, I'm just gonna... I oh this I don't need to play it. I don't need to okay. have played the game to insert the title into a dramatic scene. All right, Star Fox Zero. <laughs> Fuck. I like the idea of like if like if like they're about to go have their final like confrontation with like Wolf before they go fight Andros, and he goes, "You guys are nothing but a bunch of fucking Star Fox Zeros. Yeah. You guys are nothing but Star Fox Zeros." And then Star, Star, Star Fox Fo- yeah. Heroes, more like Star Fox Zero. No, I was I was gonna say then then Fox blows him up. No, no, we're Star Fox Heroes. Yeah, that would be great. Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> the full. Here's the deal. It has to be the full thing. It can't yeah, just it has be, to like, be Horizon Zero. Look Dawn. at the Horizon. No, it has to be look at the Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, um, you got to figure out how to work that into a dramatic line. Fuck! It's it's like those three words don't go together normally because there's a colon between like there's like you know the hypothetical colon between yeah. Horizon and Zero Dawn. It's a so subtitle. It's like, yeah, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn's a subtitle. Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like I I, I like the I, I can I think can think of it like at the it's like at the end of the game they just defeated the big bad guys or whatever and they're on top of one of the 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 long neck robot dinosaurs. And they're all standing out there, and they're looking at the top of the cliff, and Aloy's like, you know, they're out in the horizon. That's our, you know, that's our zero dawn, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a new yeah. day. It's a, it's like ugh, the horizon, a new day, a zero dawn, some fucking cringe shit like that. Oh, wow, I can't believe I have this one. Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2. <laughs> uh, someone could call the tournament Budokai 2. Like oh, it's yeah, this, it's it, it's a it's a tournament too. Like I don't know what Budokai means though. I don't know what it means either. Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look it up while you're pulling up the next game. Okay. Budokai means military. Boo means military marshal. Do means way or path, and Kai means society. So association <laughs> of those who walk the martial path. Okay, that could be a name of a tournament, the Budokai tournament. And then the wow, second, we really the do live in a, we really too. do live in a Budokai. Fuck, what else you got for me? Far Cry 4 Limited Edition. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. So in the opening of the game, uh, so in the opening game, uh, Pei Ming, played by, of course, Troy Baker, um, invites Jason Voorhees, or whatever the fuck that kid's name is, to go bury his mom's ashes, or whatever, and, he, and they go hang out, and they have dinner, and he's like, oh, well, this is a Far Cry from where you came from. <laughs> All right, last one, last one. Dragon Quest Heroes, the world trees woe and the white, the blight below. I fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. With like, oh, fuck, dude, dude. What the fuck? Oh, and this has to be in a British accent, of course. Oh, fuck. I don't think I can do a British accent. I you have to try. Do one. You have to try. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Fuck, dude, dude, it's not happening right now. It's fucking. You gotta do it. You have to do it. Hold on. Oh fuck. So like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. So it's it's Dragon Quest Heroes, the world trees woe and the blight below, which is one of the funnest titles to say. It's so much Um, fun, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's it gives me it brings me much joy. Um, it sparks joy. Um, 
I this think game has big tree. It does have big tree. That's like Yggdrasil is like is is kind of come town for me because because that, that, that's big tree and everything, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a level on big tree too. You get to do a big tree level. That's dude. Fuck yeah, bro. Fucking big tree. Hell Play yeah. this game. It's got big tree. Yeah. Um. I like the idea of it's like. <laughs> it's like it, there's no way you can put put it all in one sentence where it's like because I can imagine like the evil like dragon or or witch or wizard at the end of the game is like you know you fucking what the fuck is a dragon quest dude what the fuck is a dragon quest well, a dragon um, warrior I guess oh, if you want to amend it yeah, to a dragon yeah, warrior can, yeah it's like like you like fucking dragon warrior heroes in your world's trees wall like dude i am the blight below i am the blight but i'm the blight below mate. <laughs> that's Bloody australian Christ. yeah dude that's the only that's the only accent i can do well is australian Sam, that was a piss-ass effort from you uh but it was a good way to close off the show i think humorous miles i got i got i got one more i got one more for you okay all right hit me it's a really great video game. Everybody's played it. I want you to fit in. Um, I, I want this. This is the um. This is the title of the game. It's the Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth Two: Rise of the Witch King. Okay. Can you All put right. that in a sentence? Can you make the a character? Can you make Legolas say that in a full like? Can you contextually what, add that to the, the story? What's the full title? What's the full title? Lord, <laughs> Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth Two: Rise of the Witch King. Legolas goes up to to um to Aragorn and he says you know Aragorn this is our battle for you are the lord of the rings this is our middle earth yeah yeah this is our battle of middle earth too yeah this is this may be your battle for you are the lord of the rings but this is our middle earth too and And then, and then the last, and then the last part is, what the fuck was it called? Oh, the last part. Oh, rise of the witch king. We have to stop yeah. the rise of the yeah. witch king. We we cannot let the rise of the witch king be the end of our Middle Earth too. This battle is for our Middle Earth too. Is so fucking funny. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I I assume you mean Middle Earth as well, right? Yes, that's that's just what I mean. There is not a second one. Battle for Middle Earth too. This is our battle for Middle Earth too. Alter- alternatively, you could have done Summer Colored High School Adolescent Record, a summer at school on an island where I can t- contemplate how the first day after I transferred, I ran into a childhood friend and was forced to join the journalism club where my days as a paparazzi kid with great scoops may be rather popular among the girls, but strangely, my camera is full of panty shots and where my candid romance is going. Can you fit that in a sentence? No, you can't. I can because that is the sentence. That is the sentence. That's what he said. I, I picture it as one of those like this is me moments, you know, like like he's frozen. All right, he's the being chased. Yeah, he's being he's being chased down the hall by like all the girls who he's taking photos of, and they're all chasing him. Like this is me. Yup, that's me. You yeah. probably wondered how I got into this mess. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably wondering how I got into this mess. I'll tell you the story of how I became Metal Gear Solid Four: The Guns Five. of the Patriots. Dude, why didn't we do that one? Fuck, Metal Gear Solid Four Guns. I, I of didn't Patriot. have it. I didn't have it with me. Damn it. Uh, you really uh, are a Metal Gear Solid for the guns of the Patriots. Oh, here, here's a fun one. 
Damon X Machina. I I like the idea. So so here here's how you do it. So you have to plan out your playthrough in order to properly do this because you have to name your your pilot Damon, like the name like the boy's name Damon, and you gotta go through the entire game. And then it's it's looking like oh like the 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 you know the team or whatever is gonna fucking lose to the to the robot invaders. I don't remember the plot of that fucking game at all. I don't know. And either. then Damon and then Damon comes in, and then you have the comic relief character going, Thank God for Damon X Machina. Like he's making a pun. Oh, you know? that, that's, that's actually Damon. pretty clever. That's kinda yeah. clever, yeah. That was good. That was a good one. Yeah. Are you saying we're some kind of Xenoblade Chronicles X? <laughs> oh fuck it. Are you saying we're some kind of Dark Souls prepare to die edition? I was I was gonna do uh, Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin, but but I figured that would be really easy. I'm just, I'm like scrolling through my fucking, my Steam page. Can you fit in player unknowns battlegrounds? <laughs> yeah. Context? Yeah, I, I can, I can. This is, this is like a trailer, a, kind of a trailer line, right? Yeah. Like, who is he? He's wiped out all of our men. That player, he's unknown. Known. And these are, are his battlegrounds. Battle these now. are his battlegrounds. These are player unknowns battlegrounds. We're just yeah. playing in them. <laughs> Dude, this this is so good. I got one. I got one. Ready? And this will this will be our last one. This will be our last one. I need to one. get that out. I just need to get that out of my system. Alright, this will be our last one. Because and I know this because it will bring out a discussion we had last week. Donkey Kong Country Jungle Beat. <sighs> and I know what you're thinking already. I know what you're thinking because you're gonna do it in the voice. Hey Diddy! <laughs> yeah. Hey Diddy! Hey, Diddy Kong, who's not in the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, King K. Rule, who's not in the game. <laughs> yeah, none of none of those characters are in the game. If if your name ain't Donkey Kong, you're not in Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. I, I like the idea of like one of the, the the side monkey characters in that game going. It's a Donkey Kong Jungle Beat down out there, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the song that they sing. I'm gonna Donkey Kong Jungle Beat you. <laughs> Remember the fight you do with the with the elder with the elder monkey on the raft? Oh, that's just awesome. That's just that's fucking so sick. cool. That game is actually like kind of based. Oh, that game is mega based, dude. It's mega based. It has the most cringe like way to play it, but it's pretty fun. The Wii version's fun too, though. Yeah, I never got to play that. Did, oh, the, did... the Wii version's awesome. Oh, okay, I, I I beat the game with the bongos, and it's like when you got that fucking bongos, you're going. You know, boo 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 It's fucking good. You're clapping. Yeah. Oh yeah. Know? No, that game is fun no matter how you slice it. Also made by Yoshiaki Koizumi. He was the director of that. Oh okay. Yeah, which explains why it's so good. Yeah. Hey, John also known for fucking been a piece of shit. Oh okay. Oh, okay. He's he's a uh, the Breath of the Wild uh, guy. Right? Uh no no um Hidemaru Fujibayashi is the Breath of the Wild guy. Uh, Hideaki Koizumi is the guy who invented Z targeting. Oh, okay, okay. Director of Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, great game. Also great GameCube game. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Koizumi should have inherited Zelda, is all I'm saying. But that's a topic for next week. Oh, it's Amy Crackhead. If you want to be a true crackhead, follow us at Miku's Twitter on Crack... Uh, on <laughs> Miku's Crackhouse on Twitter. Follow us <laughs> at Miku's Twitter. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want a pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five 
anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Ay, bitch, I'm bout to fuck this cutie So I whip out my katana and I knock this little bitch out With just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded? Like, little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna A sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Salem though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuk you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime dick Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Asuna, Asuna, Mikasa, please can you just give me head, please just get on your knees Bitch, I'll beat up that ass like my name is Bruce Lee and I'll eat up that pussy like I'm Kana Ki Ay. Asian people driving, are they even trying? I be buying all this hentai so I jerk it, I'm not lying Now I'm sighing cause I want Hatsune Miku, now I'm crying When I fuck anime bitches, I'll be moaning and be whining Ay. Thick thighs look sexy even when especially she decides to wear her dress Ooh, nozzles on my neck, now we laying on the bed Man, I love my body pillow, especially giving head you know what's next Anime thighs when she open up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five <laughs> That was gay